This episode of Dollars and Cents is brought to you by T-Mobile Puerto Rico, Oriental, Walmart Puerto Rico, and Amy Taylor Fernandez voiceovers. Hey everyone, this is Michelle Cantrovasquez and I am the founder and editor of News Is My Business, an online news site based in San Juan about Puerto Rico's business community. With us today is Denis Roman, president of the Sila Maria Calderon Foundation Center for Puerto Rico, to talk about the nonprofit's programs and the economic impact it's had on the island since its establishment in 2009. Thank you for being with us today, Mr. Roman. Let's start by talking about the center's mission. What kind of work does it do? Okay, thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me here. Uh, the mission of our center the, and, and the foundation, the Sila Maria Calderon Foundation, is to fight poverty and inequality. Uh, of course, we do it in a different way. Uh, sometimes when the, uh, nonprofit organizations talk about fighting poverty, uh, they assume different roles like education, like giving uh, food, shelter, but we do capacity building to our participants in order to uh, help them uh, achieve self-sustainability, to empower them and to, to be partnered together in the economic development of Puerto Rico. And how do you do that? Through programs? Through programs. Uh, many people uh, knows our programs that are geared toward women, uh, but certainly we uh, take care of other populations, other segments of the populations uh, as well. But uh, what we try to do is to focus our capacity building programs in building the knowledge and the skills in, in women uh, that Uh, certainly are called, uh, many times are, are called the face of poverty in Puerto Rico. A lot of women are head, uh, at the head of families uh, mm -hmm. around the island. So that's why we focus on them first. But the idea is to provide the skills to uh, self-start their own businesses. And so the center was established uh, 10 years ago, more or less. About 10 years ago. How much has it invested in Puerto Rico since then? Oh, wow. Uh, over $13 million dollars, uh, in, in, in different ways. Uh, not only in our programs, we also have our library, our archive. Uh, so we have a lot of investment in providing services to people around Puerto Rico, especially from underserved communities. So let's talk about the statistics. How many municipalities has the center um, benefited? How many people? Um, all those numbers. Well, we are very proud of our numbers because out of 78 municipalities, we have reached uh, 76. Uh, we're still fighting to go to Ciales and to Culebra. Uh, those are the ones that uh, we have not impacted yet, but uh, this year we are going to uh, provide two uh, programs in the center of the island, Comerio and Morovis. Uh, we hope to get uh, closer to Ciales and be able to, to have an impact there as well. So how many people have participated or graduated from the programs that you um, offer? From the programs, over 2,000 people. But in total, we have served uh, over 40, 45,000 people, mm. uh, either from visit to our library, researchers that has gone to the archives, and the people who have participated from the programs as well. So let's talk about the programs. There are five main programs, right? Yes. So why don't, yes. we, why don't we do a rundown yeah. um, of what they are and what they do? Um, the first one I have is the Entrepreneurial Training Program for Women. For Women. So what does that do? For Women. Uh, the, the thing about having different segments of the population with specific programs for them 
is due to the fact that the the outcomes, what they are capable of creating is different depending on the segment that mm -hmm. we are uh, uh, having the, the, the program uh, dedicated. For instance, women tend to produce a lot of food services, uh, fashion jewelry, clothing, uh, fashion business. But if you go to a much uh, older population, like 50 plus senior citizens, we have a program for them as okay, well. Which is what? And, and, and then oh. from that program, you get a lot of consulting services, mm -hmm. you get a lot of investing services, uh, gas stations, pharmacies, uh, because they have their capital, mm -hmm. the capital that they uh, save throughout their working years, once they retire, they are willing to jumpstart their own businesses and they come to us for that as well. And what would that fall under? Which program is that? That's the uh, 50 plus uh, 50 that we plus. have done in collaboration with AARP. Ah, well. okay, that's interesting. We okay. have another program for young adults, mm -hmm. which goes from 18 to 35, which is uh, also capable of producing different outcomes as well. In this one, you will get a lot of innovation, a lot of computer applications, mm, a lot of, of different type of services that are more uh, uh, related to this type sure. of participants. Uh, okay, and then there's another one that talks about the Technology Center Development Program. That's an interesting one. Uh, during the uh, governorship of uh, Sila Calderon, uh, the special community programs developed or created around 170 technology centers in different places or municipalities in Puerto Rico. After, after her term, many of those were uh, closed and not taken care of. Mm -hmm. uh, and we dedicated some of our resources to, to salvage as many of them as possible. So we reopened 30 of them. Okay. And the idea is to have a place for the people in the communities to go and get connected to technology, to the internet, because the digital divide is also another factor uh, mm -hmm. that, that you have to uh, fight against. Uh, in order to fight poverty. Right. And so, um, you know, these programs, do they have in common the fact that you target um, a population that perhaps is, um, you know, short on income? Oh, certainly, is that, certainly. Is that target? That, that, that's our main target. Okay. Underserved communities, underserved residents of different communities. So, uh, a lot of people come with some college education, but unemployed. Mm -hmm. and, and those are our, our target participants. And ideally, uh, through our program, what we promote is empowerment and self-sufficiency. And you were a few minutes ago saying it today, uh, these days is very difficult to be self-employed. Right. It, it's a challenge, uh, but we try to provide the, them with the skills to do it and to and do it accordingly to the to the skills that they have and that includes training and education talk to me about what that yeah. specifically the, entails yeah it, it's very interesting because it's not just a capacity building session it's not just content sharing what we also do is we uh, follow them through the startup of the business okay. so we go beyond uh, a written uh, business plan or a business model. We help them to really start the business. So uh, we connect them with uh, fairs, with uh, artisan fairs, with mm. bazaars, with shopping malls when they have their different activities. And the idea is 
for that type of event to work as a laboratory in which them uh, in which they they can practice uh, what they have learned with us. Normally, a regular participant takes six months of education, uh-huh. but we continue close to them, helping them, supporting them, providing technical assistance for about two to three years. Wow. Okay. And this is all free, right? It, th- this is all free for them. They only pay a nominal fee of $5 per class, mm-hmm. which is more a, it's a symbolic uh, commitment. Mm-hmm. To, to what they are trying to do uh, because we promote self-sufficiency mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we try to uh, teach them that they should be independent and not rely in government assistance that if we want to solve the poverty problem in Puerto Rico it should it should start from the uh, from, from the bottom, from the bottom right, up right now I have um, information here that says that um, in the past 10 years Um, you've created about a thousand jobs yep. through the programs yep. and about 550 micro enterprises. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, let me ask you something because the hurricane changed life in Puerto Rico. Um, was there a surge in activity following the storm in 2017? That was very interesting and and for us a little bit uh, counter counterintuitive because we were thinking that people after the hurricane were not thinking on trying to start a business but we were wrong, mm-hmm. uh, right? Uh, probably the m- three months after the hurricane, we uh, focus our services in provide assistance to the communities and to the participants. In January, we were reviewing where we stand in mm-hmm. terms of reinitiating our programs. And to our surprise, the telephone lines were full. Mm-hmm. People calling when, when we are starting, we need to find something to do to support our families. And uh, we have a long list of, of people waiting to get into oh, our really? programs. In waiting. fact, this this year, last year we did about six cycles, meaning six different topics, six different courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year we plan to double them. So we plan to do 12 of them because what we do, what we have achieved so far in numeric terms It's important. It 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 has meaning, mm-hmm. but it's just a small segment of the population that it's been impacted. And the more people we impact, the more the economic development uh, thrust that we can de- uh, force into the into the island. Into the island, sure. Now, um, for these sessions, for these you know educational sessions, do you hire? professionals from the outside who who teaches these programs that's another that's another particular characteristic because people come to us thinking that we are the ones that will be teaching the different topics and that's not the case every topic is is taught by a professional expert that we connect with and they come and offer in kind their services mm. so so, so it's, it, it doesn't represent a cost to the exactly the center, okay it's not a cost to the center it's not a cost to the participant And uh, and they see a different face every week. Uh, it it eliminate the the boring part of uh, having to see the same person every week, changing topics. No, here you will see if if uh, we are going to talk about uh, permits uh, or licenses or patents, people from the municipality of San Juan or or the municipality of Ponce comes and they uh, teach that uh, that course or, or that segment in particular. And the same thing happened with accounting, with health, mm-hmm. with business planning. It's different people every time that they will uh, see in their courses. 
And so, um, you know, one of the core things about setting up a business is the business plan. Do you have, you know, somebody that works with these participants on that or that's that's part that of that that's the heavy part of the technical assistance because the business plan collects the idea. But we want to make that idea uh, that idea to 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 take life, you mm -hmm. know, to 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 become a reality. So most of the technical assistance is how to connect the business plan to actual activities and actions from the participant. Mm -hmm. See, yeah, because they, they do need to have some sort of a path. Yes, yes. And and, and, and take in consideration, these are micro enterprises. Sure. They are very fragile. Uh, and in the initial two years, anything that can happen could take them away from business. Mm -hmm. and, and they need that support, that, that group of people near them, counseling, uh, providing financing options, uh, facilitating permits, uh, showing them their way to mm -hmm. success. And, and that's the beauty of it, that it's not just a classroom uh, capacity building exercise. It's, it's a practice, it's a laboratory, and it's technical assistance and the rest of the support in order to make their business a reality. Now, part of that support, is it economic? Because all of these things have a price, getting permits, getting you know um, licenses and all of that, that costs money. Yes. Does the center provide you know, some sort of a stipend? We, provi we provide some assistance to that regard but most come from sponsors. Okay. Those are the ones that has donated the money for us to be capable of, of doing our, our programs okay. and offering our and services. And is that part of the 13.5 million? Exactly. Okay, exactly. all right. Okay. Um, I, you mentioned a couple of things that you have in the pipeline for this year. You said reaching um, the two towns that you haven't mm -hmm. been into and doubling the number of cycles. Anything else? Oh, certainly. Uh, this is our 10th year anniversary. And uh, one of the things that it's part of our mission is urbanism. Mm. Which uh, is what? Which is projects in different communities that help them to uh, develop their municipalities, infrastructure in different ways. Okay. And, uh, and we have planned to start this year with uh, different areas in San Juan, Rio Piedras, which is our mm. own neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We are making a team, a collaborative agreement with the uh, different groups in Rio Piedras to try to bring back to life mm -hmm. uh, the, the center, the urban, of, center. Uh, okay. the urban center in, mm -hmm. in Rio Piedras. Uh, and we're planning which to is do- pretty, Which is pretty run down right now, yes, unfortunately. Yes, yes, unfortunately. Uh, and we're planning to do the same thing in Ponce de Leon near the Santurce area. Okay. Uh, we are planning as well to work with uh, some of the government agencies in uh, uh, putting uh, cable lines underground oh, uh -huh. uh, to present a very urban center in areas that are prone for tourism. Uh, okay. So, so we, we, we have very aggressive plans to, to our 10-year anniversary, and urbanism is one area okay. that we want to pay attention to. And how responsive is the government? I mean, is it, is it something that you they, find they, easy they, to work they, with? They, they are, they, they are, they are. Regardless which type of administration, mm -hmm. every year we have found support from, from government. Uh, not all our funds fr comes from government, only a very small portion. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to say that, that thanks to private investors, uh, uh, multinational corporations, they all have been very kind mm -hmm. in, in their support 
to, to the foundation, but government as well has been there and has facilitated different initiatives. If in particular, this one about uh, putting all the cables underground, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it's something that we are planning to do with the uh, Authority of Energy, with PREPA. Now, um, poverty is certainly an issue in Puerto Rico, and many studies have been put out about, you know, strategies to, you know, eradicate the problem. What are some of your theories, aside obviously from the empowerment and the thing, the works that the work that you do? I, I think that uh, the the thing that we have found that uh, present the biggest hurdle to fight poverty in Puerto Rico is the culture of dependency mm. that has been created uh, across decades in Puerto Rico, sure. and 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 people don't feel compelled by themselves to take care of their own destiny. And, sure. and uh, in order to, you have heard the, the, the old saying that says, uh, instead of giving a person a fish every day. Mm -hmm. You teach them it, how to fish, sure. And that's what we wanna do. Mm -hmm. We wanna teach them how to fish. Uh, a few days ago, I was uh, seeing a, a documentary, uh, Poverty Inc. Yes. And you saw what happened where you are continuously giving something to people, they will become accustomed to get that every day. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that won't break the cycle of poverty. So in order to break it, you have to make that person responsible of their own destiny and, and uh, try to uh, show them a way out of, of their condition. And is it, um, is it important to perhaps start with youth? You know what I mean? Start when they're young. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. That's why you see many organizations taking care of, of uh, younger populations. In fact, uh, during the summers, we do what we call the youth summer program, but we don't teach entrepreneurship from the commercial perspective. We teach entrepreneurship from the personal perspective. And instead of teaching them how to develop a business plan, we teach them how to develop their life plan. Mm -hmm. and, and we have seen uh, interesting results from the participants of this uh, small program that we do for three weeks okay. during the summer because these kids come out from there with a clear image of where they want to go, what they want to achieve, when, how, the type of sacrifices that that requires. And, and, and with the understanding that, that their life should not be improvised, mm. that their biggest project is their own life. And have you been able to see, you know, um, results? Oh, yeah. After? I mean, oh, have you yes. seen these kids yeah. move on to do they, good things? They are moving to college. They are, they are uh, trying different type of ventures. They are, they are doing great. They are doing great. Thank you for being with us today. Um, the work of the foundation is certainly important, and we will um, we will keep up with you, um, Thank in, you. in coming months and years, um, because uh, the economy certainly needs this type of activity, right? Thank you very much. It's my pleasure being here. To our listeners, if you have a topic you would like to hear us discuss in this space, please send us an email to news at newsismybusiness.com with your suggestions. Until next time. This episode of Dollars and Cents was brought to you by T-Mobile Puerto Rico, Oriental, Walmart Puerto Rico, and Amy Taylor Fernandez voiceovers. 